And I will call <laughs> upon your name. <laughs> Welcome to the Desiring Brethren <laughs> Podcast. We are, uh, well, a third of us is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jackson O'Brien. I'm David Short. I'm Tanner Hoffs. Welcome. I've had a bit of an annoying day today. Like I've been a bit of a pest to people and this is going to continue. It's partly because I'm tired, but partly because I haven't seen Dave in a while. So today we have a special topic for us right now that will be, yes, a little bit kind of tongue in cheek, but we're going to get really deep. I just winked at Dave. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) I'm shaking my head. See, none of us had to say that. We all knew that Tanner got it, and Dave shook his head, and that was it. And there was no laughter. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it is here. If you've guessed by the title, we're going to talk about the ocean. No, we are not out of awesome topics to discuss, (laughs) as as you might presume that we are. We actually have this really thoughtful... Actually, we have a crazy story behind that. You'll have to ask us about it, about how we came together Well, no, I think we should say, like... This is like highly relevant because two of the three of us were passionately engaged in this topic. Yeah, that's true. Because we're idiots. (laughs) Tanner proposed like he gave two topic options that he sent to me and Dave. And he said, you guys take one and I'll do the other one. I did say that. You You, read this. No, 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 no. I read it, that email to a T. And actually... The way that you, I interpreted that message, too, was like, he probably wants me to do the topic on oceans because he's the one that could get the guests to come in. Oh, but my goodness. No. <laughs> it totally was. You have a hard time. Just Dave to got the, Dave totally got the text, and Dave was like, you should do the oceans one, Tanner. <laughs> no anyway. way. So there was a little bit of confusion on wh- whose was the oceans one. So I created this gorgeous outline beautiful outline about my passion project the ocean and Mm -hmm. how freaky it is because it's super spooky Mm -hmm. and then i send it and i see oh jackson sent his outline six (laughs) minutes earlier so i i I click the email after i sent it lo and behold it's Mm -hmm. the exact same outline on the ocean it's like the hypostatic union (laughs) 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 yeah I don't know what to do with that. How about we start this off then with, Dave, this question isn't for you because you're a loser. Yeah. So Tanner, do you have any sort of good (laughs) stories about the ocean that you've encountered? Good stories? The ocean's a terrible, terrible place. (laughs) So remember that one time for your wedding? Okay. So you probably would remember your wedding. So we went, uh, I think we went surfing in the freezing cold Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. That was a dumb idea, but I had so much fun. But that doesn't count as the ocean. Anything that you are within 100 meters of shore does not count as the ocean for this topic. Let's be clear. Hmm. The, that is like the the pool or like the... The waiting area. But like I have only once been in the ocean far away from shore where I've been in the water. Hmm. And it was terrifying. So I went tubing um, On the in ocean? Nova Scotia. Which sounds oh, like a great idea. I guess. Except, number one, the ocean is super bumpy and makes it miserable because <laughs> there's all these waves. Right, yeah. And number two, you get salt water in your face the whole time. <laughs> uh. And then number three, when you get flipped out of the tube, 
and you're waiting for the boat to come back to you, you're like a kilometer away from the shore, just treading water in the ocean, thinking about the hundreds of feet and all the creatures below you. It is a moment of pure terror. <laughs> when I'm in a freshwater lake in Alberta, I'm afraid of sharks eating me. <laughs> me too! <laughs> 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 It's... I'm a monks and nincompoops. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Tanner, that story was a good story. Like when you, the way that you told that, I was actually really terrified. How the <laughs> emptiness, you. the emptiness, and the spookiness that happens of just like all of a sudden you're having a ton of fun, and then you're just like, "Whoa, I could be dead real soon." Oh yeah. Or like the abyss is before the me. existential terror of the abyss. Like it's it it's so immediate, like immediate turn. That's Real spooky. So Tanner did some really – so this outline is shared. It's mostly Tanner's. <laughs> well, it's because I went down the rabbit hole, man. I was like, right. ocean. Oh, my – like I was on websites called like freakyoceanhorror.com that was mm. just about freaky stuff that's in the ocean. I, I was I was diving deep. Right. There's this one thing that you mentioned. There's ghost ships appearing off the coast of Japan. Did you know about that? No, I have no idea. Do you want to speak to that? Okay, Japan, every year, gets a couple, sometimes it's a dozen at a time, abandoned ships with carcasses in them, like half-decomposed carcasses Ugh. that, like, just wash up on shore, and we don't know where they came from. They've got theories. I intentionally sent you guys an article about it that didn't say the reason huh. why they're coming, because I think we've mostly figured out the reason. But give your theories. Huh. Um, they never ID any of the people that we, like we have no ID know. on one name of a person. I think the ghosts from the next parts of the Caribbean movie escape from the Devil's Triangle or something like that. Don't reveal where we're getting money for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're proud of you, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> they said you couldn't do it, but you did. We Number said five. you could do five. You're doing five. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't have a guess. Like they're old, old ships. It's a cover up, like a nine eleven cover up. Yeah, the president mm -hmm. is behind it. Not Trump, though. Yeah, they're North Korean ships. They're fishing boats from North Korea that these people have been sent out to fish so far from shore because they're like starving and stuff. Hmm. That hmm. they just get lost, and then North Korea is never going to admit that that ever happened. Oh, oh right? okay, yeah. My personal theory is that there's actually living survivors that are on these boats that oh. Japan, like, keeps and then says that, like, yeah, they're all dead because they're, like, asylum seekers. Oh. And so, like, it is a cover-up, Dave. It's a government cover-up. <laughs> it's a reverse cover-up. I knew it. I know. It's brilliant. But it also proves that, like, the ocean is spooky. There's just ghost ships out there. A further spooky thing that was completely debunked, but it's still worth mentioning, is in Tanner's wonderful province that is located near water, several hundred, not hundred, several, um, several, like literally five, <laughs> a dozen, five, a dozen is fine. Okay. Dozens, not dozens, but a dozen <laughs> feet, like in, in Nike New Balance shoes or something like that, like shoes float up on the coast of BC and there's feet in them. It's all these dismembered feet that sh wash up on the BC shore. It's the mob. That's my theory. Mm. That's mine too. 
or that the ocean is freaky. Okay, here's the thing with this one. They have ID'd most of the people, but here's the freaky thing that goes back to the ocean. They think that we have found like 12 because after the first story, people started looking for feet on the shore. And so it's like once you start looking for them, you start seeing more of them. Oh, okay. So it was like a craze where everybody was paying attention. Hmm. And so within a couple of years, we found like a dozen. But people think like that was because we were paying attention, which means there's constantly dismembered feet on our shores that okay. we like just don't notice. Can you dig it, Dave? It's terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. Man, like I don't see – what are we trying to prove with this? We're trying to prove that, Tanner, you're in the wrong place. Come, come be landlocked. Yeah. Oh, I mean, seriously, like, when that big earthquake comes and we're swamped with water, like, I'm hooped. The city's done. I don't even know why I live here. Seriously, I question that. Anyways, one more thing. We'll do one more thing on why the ocean sucks. Well, it's scary. It's spoo- It's like you you got to get the sense of existential dread. Like, there's just hmm. – it's the great unknown, right? Like, hmm. we know so much about the planet. We know, like, more about space than we do about our own ocean. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Which is very weird to me. That is weird to Isn't it? I don't get space exploration. I would get ocean exploration. What's the difference? Why? Because who cares about Mars? Like, the bottom of our ocean actually matters to us. Probably. Maybe. Because there's, like, thousands and thousands of species of stuff that, like, we've just never discovered because they're deep in the ocean. And there's, like, a Russian fisherman's Twitter feed. Did you see that? Tanner, it was actually terrifying. Like, they all look like aliens. Can you, can you bring that up on your phone right now or no? Yeah, I think I have it. I'm going to let Dave see. Let's look at them together and try to describe these Oh, my fish. gosh. For context for listeners, this is like just some random Russian fisherman who's got a Twitter account. He posts super ordinary pictures of his hand holding different stuff that he pulls out of the ocean. Like, this is just, like, his daily life. But they are, like, monsters. Yeah, it's unparalleled. Like, Pan's Labyrinth does not have these complex (laughs) of creatures, of hideous beasts. You can't write up the creepy that's going on in these. Right, are you at number one? Okay, I'm going to show Dave. He hasn't seen it yet. (laughs) That's real, dude. That looks like from the movie Alien. Look at those teeth. It's a weird. It has three snake teeth in each tooth or whatever, in each gum. With, I don't even know how to describe its teeth. Okay, go to number two. Oh. What is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's blue and black, and it's got. Uh, it's, oh, my All goodness. I know is that that thing poisons people <laughs> with a deadly, deadly virus. <laughs> yeah. Number four. Look at those eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. If you met that thing in the deep. It looks like it could fly, too. It probably does. Oh, my goodness. Number five. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. That is a human alien. That is... Number five? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh. We are posting this article on the Facebook page. This is viewer discretion. Holy cow. Yeah. His head is elongated. So he's, he's finding all these things near Russia? Yeah, like yeah, just that's off, right. the, off the coast, like northern, northern Russia, like, n- like near that. Chernobyl, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. totally. Look at number nine. Look number inside nine. that thing's mouth. What is that thing? Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that one yet. Yeah, 
Oh. Anyway, there's like five pages of this on this article. <laughs> this guy is nutty. So, Dave, do you have anything about the uh, ocean? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's cool. I'm gonna. We'll get into a little bit of a biblical, like a very cursory biblical view of the ocean. I actually so cursory. I'm gonna read one verse. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Huh? Before we read this, before we find out what the Bible says about the ocean, in one verse, are we all clear on the fact? That if the Bible says the ocean's the greatest thing ever, like, experience trumps the Bible. Like, the Bible is wrong. Are we agreeing on that fact? Uh, no. Like, uh, I have to believe what my eyes are telling me at this point. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. There's certain doctrines. I can't go there with you. Sorry, Bible. No, uh, I don't know what doctrines you're talking about. Because <laughs> that sounds... I've never heard of such things. Yeah. Okay. Like... If, if the Bible says, like, all the creatures we saw in that article are, like, god's beloved treasure i'd be like no it's just wrong like the, the bible's doctrine is wrong those are hell beasts can you say that those creatures are god's glorious treasured creations say that to my face well the the the, the god made the, told you. god made the sea and the sea was good, good. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fall happened and the fall especially happened in the seams that's where it definitely <laughs> happened. And therefore, the Bible is accurate in telling the experience of life. Because the, out this one verse in Isaiah, I think uh, fifty-seven twenty, it says, But the wicked are like the tossing sea that cannot keep still. Its waters toss up muck and mire. Mire and mire. Yes. Yes. So if... Okay, listeners, if there's anything you want to know about the ocean, it's dirty. <laughs> it's so gross and disgusting things come up in there. You can't leave the ocean without being messy because that's the biblical theology of the ocean. And it is so biblical that Revelation 21 <laughs> verse yes. 1 seals the deal in the last pages of your leather bound text when it says this <laughs> I'm killing it right now. Okay. This is yeah. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Hold your socks, kids. And the sea was no more. <laughs> I knew it. Oh man, proof texting helps us make sense of life because in oh heaven there will be no sea, ladies and gentlemen. No ocean. No ocean. God. We'll finally be saved from this trepidation. It is over. Praise the Lord. Okay, actually, John MacArthur, I was reading this. He argued there is going to be no water in heaven, and that our current bodies are made up ninety percent of water. But that in heaven, our new resurrection bodies are not going to contain any water. And he based it off of that verse. Hmm. So do you agree? <laughs> uh, I, um, whatever. <laughs> huh. a, a, a couple of things. That's, that's, not, that's not very good biology, I think. <laughs> Like, did, like, are you are you ex ex exaggerating this? Like, did he say ninety percent, or did he like? Because we're like seventy percent. Oh, sorry, maybe he said seventy. I, okay, then I believe it. I yep. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just want to get my percentages <laughs> right. We're cool. <laughs> what does Left Behind say about this? <laughs> I'd like to consult the original sources, <laughs> the primary sources. Uh, huh? 
But, like, we're not just giving two verses on the Bible here. Like, the Bible's pretty clear, like, C represents evil all the time. At least chaos. Right, or at least chaos. Like, Jesus calms the sea, and that's, like, a huge deal and symbolic of things. And then there's a glassy sea in front of the throne in Revelation. It's totally Mm. still. There's, like, a monster that comes out of the sea. It's like, why, why is there that connection? Like... What is it about it? Because, I mean, God, like, seems to create the sea good, right? Maybe just because people found the sea so terrifying. I don't know. And then God was like, oh, they think this thing is pretty wild, so I'm going to go with that and tell them that, oh, if you don't take care of your stuff, you're going to the sea. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I don't, I can't say why off the top of my head. I think that the. There's just something about the dust. We belong to the dust and what it's what we come from. Our feet in the earth. Mm-hmm. There's something about like our humans are connected more to the earth than they are to the water, I think. Um, like mm-hmm. and I so like this the sea is the maybe the antithesis of our humanity in a sense. I mean it's like the one thing like we're still very unable to control, right? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting about it. Like, it is chaos. Like, it's, it represents the existential threat of, like, something you can't control. Mm-hmm. Should, should we be, like, making it a goal to try to conquer the sea or something? Or is that, like, the ultimate human pride is to, like, mm. try to bring order out of that chaos? Should, should we be spending money to explore, like, space or explore the sea? Is there any, like, reason why we would support one over the other? I want to hear your thoughts on this, Dave. Mm, space is lame. <laughs> and But is the ocean cooler? <laughs> so we have all this money. We have a ton of money. We have so much money. Yeah. And we're like, space is lame. The ocean's a little bit cooler. Let's go there. I, I wonder what this tells us about our arrogance as humans, too. Like, we're so in charge. We're so in control. Well, that's what I'm wondering, too, is, like... Both ventures are in some way like human arrogance, Hmm. right? It's like, let us understand the sea for then once we understand it, we somehow control it. We have dominion over it. I like the idea that two thirds of the sea has never been explored. I love that. Hmm. But then space is all about like, once we use up our planet, we will go to another one. And Hmm. like humans weren't meant to stay here. We're star people and whatever. (laughs) That makes me like... (laughs) That makes me weird, too. You hang out with some, like, different people, Dan. <laughs> We're made of stardust. <laughs> Where do you get that, bro? Stay so, away, like, stay away from the people that are telling you that we're star people. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't okay, hear good, good. <laughs> that Especially if, that, if that's their phrasing. We are star people. <laughs> Jackson, do you want to talk about um, the public service announcement we have about the ocean? Yeah. Oh, I, of course I know what you're talking about. So, ladies and gentlemen, I need your attention. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> jellyfish. I repeat, jellyfish are taking over the ocean. No! <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard about that when you were in Carmel. I'm gonna, he'll, he will remain nameless to protect their identity. <laughs> this instructor at Mount Carmel was, I don't know if he was doing it tongue-in-cheekly. No, man. It was abject fear. <laughs> you didn't hear from him, did you? Oh, I heard this from his lips. His oh. trembling lips. 
like apparently he he read something and it was just like probably went down this weird trail and hole like Tanner does every Saturday night when he's making podcast outlines. But like apparently there is something to jellyfish and the way that they they're like the cockroaches of the water. They can survive anything. They're like a combination between a cockroach and a jackrabbit. That's a good they one. They reproduce like man. Okay, <laughs> we need to add a third one in there because they're deadly. Cockroach, bunny rabbit, and like let's go a python. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the image in my mind. Continue. Yeah, me too. Jellyfish? Man, I think that jellyfish help express what the ocean is too. Like the way that they're described as brainless and transparent. But they, like, they shouldn't keep existing because they don't have brains. They don't understand right. what survival is. Totally. They're not They're not personified. They're just, like, brainless evil, like, huge menace that isn't even thinking about how much it hates you. It just is hate. There's no morality to a jellyfish. Right. That's it. And they're, they're everywhere. There's literally dozens of jellyfish. <laughs> dozens. And millions of jellyfish. And they survive, like, they've survived a lot of, like, climate changes and the adaptations when certain fish and life in the ocean didn't survive. Jellyfish did survive. What do you do when there's stupid things that don't know they exist, but they suck for everybody? Right? This That's jellyfish. Go, this can go badly. <laughs> don't have any feelings of regret if you kill a jellyfish on the beach. If you just stab it and just destroy it. I don't know, like, dude. It is it is God's will, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been reading the Bible a lot these days, guys. <laughs> God hates them. Hates them. I would still feel a little bit bad killing a jellyfish. What? The only two <laughs> things you're allowed to punch straight in the face without any guilt are sharks and jellyfish. <laughs> just punch them right in the nose. No morality. That's like the sea, man. There's no morality in the sea. Anything so goes. It's a lawless society. You lose your humanity when you enter the sea. But you need the sea to define your humanity. Whoa! Where's the peace and love music when you need it? <laughs> so all this, all this talk about we've hammered the ocean. Like, it's, it doesn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> Just feet. <laughs> wah, wah. Right. I, don't, I don't think i'm with that you. was i don't think i'm with you guys where you are that was so much funnier than it was supposed to be <laughs> you're not with us dave you think that the ocean is still okay after we've completely pummeled it and like... i mean i'm with you in that it's terrifying mm -hmm. mostly because things that live in the ocean are terrifying yeah I feel like even even the act of doing this podcast is just like mm -hmm. throwing out a punch into the abyss as it slowly closes around you. It doesn't matter. It's going to take us all. I mean, oh, so you can't beat them, you join them. Mm. Well, it's good because we're water people. Oh my gosh, I get punched. We're you. star people. <laughs> we're, oh, star people, right? Right. Okay. Final thing. A lot of our worship music, modern songs. Yeah, Tanner, you should show a clip of that. Here. Listen, if you want Christian Music Radio Airplay, we know the formula. It's real simple. Dirt roads, trucks, multiple uses of the word girl. Well, that's next pitch. Oh, shoot. That's country music. 
Christian music song formula. Three chords, simple rhymes, vague struggles, boom, hit song. We just like to be more vulnerable in our lyrics, you know, talk about real issues. Okay, like not reading the Bible enough? Like not balancing work and family well? No, like real issues, like addictions. And you can only mention your struggles in an abstract type yes. way. Drowning, sinking. Rain, rain on my face, that's from the smash hit Flood. Ever heard of it? Waves crashing. Uh, I don't know, this is a big one. Oceans? Checkmate. Basically, you. all you need to know is more water references. Oh, that was a great clip. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so clever. A piece of that is like, why do we why do we associate why do we put the ocean a lot as you as I melodically demonstrated for you at the beginning of this podcast I definitely edited that <laughs> I know you did no I, now you, you have to keep it in there <laughs> No Why does worship music have ocean in it some concept of sea or modern worship music though old hymns I mean the brethren way they knew they knew that the ocean was a terrible place mm. It was like when sorrows and sea billows roll, it is well with my soul. It's like they got it. It was a bad thing. But now we're just like, I mean, it's postmodern. It's post-truth. It's everything's relative. People are sleeping with each other, cats and dogs. Uh Now we love oceans. (laughs) Like this is our Christianity. Why do you try to get people sleeping together with cats and dogs? I don't know. It's a Ghostbusters quote. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> and have you hysteria. never heard, oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus? Oh, that's That's a good. hymn. Oh, right. Don't that's... you try and just pin this on all us new huh. star people. I see, the mer- I see the merit in using the ocean in worship songs. Like as a positive thing. Yeah. Ugh, David, you're the worst. How? Where? Where in the Bible? <laughs> Name the verse that justifies that. Name the verse that justifies Show me, Dave. I'm just saying, using it as, as songs do for the deep love of Jesus. You know, deep and wide. Deep and wide, man. Uh, Modern song. Tanner, I'm convinced. I just said, oh, the Thank deep, you, deep Jackson. love of Jesus. <laughs> the two people who did an outline where they researched this topic, because we both did. Did you hear our two verses? The the world. You saw our two verses. If you did three minutes of research, you would be as objectively terrified as we are I right I'm now. terrified. I'm right. just saying the ocean makes sense as a... Worship music is also obsessed with fire, and fire is not the best thing in the world. Don't play that card. Don't play your, like, oh, the Bible doesn't tell me to breathe. (laughs) I got that reference. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of your best comments on the podcast ever. Um, So, listeners, I encourage you to never go to the ocean. If you go to the ocean, just just spit in it and say, you're not going to be in the new heavens and new earth. Get out, Satan. <laughs> you want me fat. Declare it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, Just stuff like, like that. that. Just stuff like that. We're really happy that you could be a part of this and help us figure out the biblical answer, the biblical response to the ocean. <laughs> I it's think a- there's a lot of people saying, you know, they had uh, they had two outlines on that one and it was... Uh, <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> they put so much work into so much crap. <laughs> Nailed it. This whole thing has been on point. Best podcast ever. Couldn't be done better. We needed. Okay, listeners, we are going to commit to you from now on to make two outlines per episode because <laughs> it goes so well. 
Thank you for listening. <laughs> We're done here. We are definitely done here. I'm Jackson O'Brien. I'm David Short. I'm Dad Hobbs. Oh, good luck out there. <laughs> Bye.